Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a social self-prez 911963. Hi, I'm Kaisa. I'm a sexual social 918 with the 3 and 5 fixes. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'm a self-prez social 911 with 514 and 413 fixes. Yeah, I was thinking for the pod I could talk about the um the dream where <clears throat> the centers were scrambled, but I also want to talk about like what happened in the zone. So this is like not going to be chronological. Yeah, so really fine. Uh anyway, um well, I think thinking of the body center it began when like one morning me and Charles were going to this yoga it was like a very nice yoga studio and um i was doing one posture and the instructor came and gently like uh pushed me like more into the posture and i went like whatever the measurement units you guys there use one or two feet more into it like I had absolutely no idea I could do it. And like at that point I realized how much I'm limiting my movement and not fully extending myself just because I don't know I'm capable or like I don't believe I'm capable. And it became like a metaphor what it means to withdraw in the moving center. Like just not taking up the space that i actually might as well mm so yeah that became a whole whole thing i i cried about it like what <laughs> she times. did, she did yeah. cry about it but um, it was a major difference just as the witness like you know cuz you can't really show the posture it was a huge difference between what she was doing and what yeah it was fucking huge like do. yeah like what the wow. fuck um but it was really good to be around the people because like i could like moment to moment to just like cry and process it and move move with the feelings and like shake and like do whatever to like it was it was very regulating actually to do that um but like <laughs> people were saying that like i'm i'm having quite intense experiences and i don't like really have a container to hold them which is really true uh but i, I really took some major steps with that as well um so there was this one evening where we went where we went to the club and i felt really embodied there uh like in my body in my heart like um i i felt like i was finally fully extending like i giving myself permission to fully extend and i was really dancing a lot i was so happy and um yeah the others were saying that i i belong to the stage so i went there in the main stage to dance alone for fun um I I also went and sang karaoke and I had a very um 
very intense encounter with one of the uh, dancers there. I like I was really taking up space a lot. I felt so alive and compared to my normal life where I just like close myself off and just reject each possibility to um kind of take up space or go out there. I just like yeah, I'm not even going to consider that. Uh I'm just going to exist without any of that. Um and so this time I started really noticing how there came this like electrifying urge from inside to extend and I kind of followed through every time I had it. And I started noticing if I hesitated, there came this like a sense of heartbreak. It felt, felt like my heart was breaking each time I, I wouldn't follow. And to imagine how much I have been um doing that in my life just not not following where my life force wants to go like that that's been so wounding and later that night uh when we were back at the airbnb i started having this intense stomach ache and i asked others to hold me um i felt i was internally bleeding you know like I felt all the inflammation and mm. <clears throat> like partly also because I've been approaching this dream work like not in a very helpful way. I have been just reopening old wounds and uh, not doing the repair, not having a container for the experiences. Just like I've been cutting myself up and uh, cutting myself out of life and I like became very acutely aware of all that wounding in my body and it started moving from like neck and chest and heart like slowly to the lower parts of my stomach it was like metabolizing or something was happening there it took like many hours and I, I was cry, crying and wailing and um yeah, David said jokingly that I'm I'm giving birth, that I'm on, on labor, which is really it really felt like that, and um, I'm now remembering that nine months ago I was processing self preservation, and I had that Ooh. like vision of being being in an egg, so that's like nine nine months before this, and. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, the labor, it felt like a bridge to my container, like like to be embodied in myself. Like I, I really got into my instincts and um, yeah, Courtney said something that I, I gave birth to my will at that moment. And mm. I think that that's what happened. I, I became so attuned to the moment moment to moment sensations that resonated with everything in the environment as if everything was like a string that pulled something in me and I would do this kind of moment to moment regulation moving towards moving away uh shaking like and and like listening to like it was my heart that was kind of filtering what is the moment where I want to go um, 
it was a it was a very healing moment uh, when I was giving birth that everyone was around. They were kind of hugging me or holding their um, hand on on me or something. Like this kind of physical co-regulation is so important, and it really helped me get through it. I couldn't have done it alone. But also, they reminded me not to give up my autonomy there because it was it was me who asked asked for help and mm. it was me who did the labor so uh yeah man that was intense um <laughs> yeah um and since then i have felt more or less embodied um like now it's a little bit like at moments I felt feel just anxiety and tension in my body, like not being present there at all. But at some moments I'm like like very in there feeling this um, well I guess the animal is the right world word for it. Like you know in those nature documentaries when animals have these kind of micro movements in their faces when they're like nose gets like these wrinkles and they kind of <laughs> react to every stimulus and all of their hair, like body hairs move in, in waves when they move. Like I really started feeling that in myself, this like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. So the dream I, dream I had, that was like definitely following on the theme. Should I tell you about the dream as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can maybe uh, read it and uh, read what you guys have said about it. So, in this dream, I was on a trip somewhere with a bunch of people from my youth and from now. And actually, now that I remember, like most of them were women, uh, there was haunted atmosphere. And one girl sang some kind of call to the forest next to us and the forest echoed it back and it was like a collective of voices there were many voices that resonated through our bodies and came from our mouths but also from the forest and I felt like it was beautiful but I also felt like possessed and then we were inside but um I I saw one woman that I know um out and she was to my to me i felt she was possessed and she was uh ripping apart and eating white clothes with her with her mouth with other other possessed people like and they were twisting in weird positions um i was just about to express my concern for the situation and that like my boundaries are not strong enough here am i like container is just not strong enough to withstand this kind of environment and then one girl interrupted me and asked where's my plate everyone showed their like plates and as a response to why i didn't have one i exclaimed i'm dumbo (laughs) um and everyone started chanting i'm dumbo i dumbo (laughs) and suddenly from above there appeared a ghost boy in front of me he was hanging like a spider-man 
and it felt like some like game over moment from a horror movie like you know the scare that jumps and then that's it um he's like stared at me with his dead eyes and i felt like numinous and possessed yet electrified and that's when i woke up and i was initially thinking that this dream was like about my container because container shows up in dreams often uh, as like cups or blades or that kind of things i didn't have one and my my response to it that was that first i felt i was too dumb but also dumbo is the elephant who like a baby elephant who gets rejected has mommy issues and so what he does is he he gets drunk and learns how to fly which is what i do <laughs> um like what my stacking does <laughs> and <clears throat> i i feel like the last part with the guy was some kind of animus possession but but your guys' comments were like you Kristen and ikram like you said so insightful things about it um yeah she said that like the other folks in the dream were like in connection with what happened to them it was like a ritual that they were familiar with and actively in it but i didn't have this kind of uh buffer and she said that the self-press instinct was this kind of conjuring quality uh in a way that it's earthy and autonomous like calling to the forest and getting something back and like being in in the body that way and there's like a faith that you are connected to something solid with, with which I didn't have in that dream. I, I felt so unprotected when everyone else was like vibing with it. And the people that were possessed, like they actually looked like they were having the time of their life there. <clears throat> but I was just so scared of it. And she mentioned that like self-pressed blinds can have this uh, feeling of just being so unequipped to deal with it. And it feels really scary and that really resonated with me. Um, like there's this tapping into something animalistic while relying on some kind of tangible, uh, she said like a tangible totem to hold you down. And with self-prince blinds, it's like, yeah, I, I just can't do this. Like it feels too much. Yeah, that was like so insightful and... Uh, you Kristen said also about it. You said it was like a very archetypal feminine and that it was probably mirroring the birthing experience I had. Uh, at this time, there's like an inner support system encouraging the connection and my right, inherent right to the underworld. That was very beautifully said. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I mean, like just even the whole like when I was reading the parts of the forest and the voices and the chanting, like it just felt so like powerful. Mm. Like even if the dream ego had thought it was scary, like obviously with self-pres being your blind spot and you're just not quite sure what you're supposed to be doing. It sounded like all of them were just going with a rhythm of whatever, like even thinking of the lady eating clothes that it's like nobody knows what they're doing there like to mm -hmm. just join in with the idea that you do not have to know what you're doing it's it's an animal like an animal primal 
response of of the body's movement like mm. the the body's involvement engagement movement what it needs what it's doing like it's all telling and nobody really has it figured out but you kind of let the body communicate yeah. what it's trying you to listen to out. the movement dumbo yeah. had very big ears he, he should listen listen <laughs> <laughs> well and that's why i even said with dumbo like um he it's a notorious story for like all of the the broken and or ugly or you know different parts of you being mm -hmm. something that is actually incredibly powerful and helpful like your your different parts are important and and can be loved too mm -hmm. like that that sort of thing so even if you don't feel like you're you're doing the same thing as everybody else or you're not connected in the same way as everybody else it's it's going to look different and feel different and that's not a bad thing yeah. difference not a bad thing that's that's how it felt uh, when i was in new york and felt very embodied it it was nothing like anyone else it was like completely my own life expression taking mm -hmm. place and it it very much like i felt that um like when my stacking has like a way to try and escape all this, but there it felt like completely in harmony. Right. And it was like very cool what you said about uh, ripping the clothes in my dream that like it's this kind of pure uh, imagery that's getting ripped ripped out and then digests and it becomes the shit that it always was. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I think of white clothes as just very pure and um, especially with your stacking and your tight, like it, it one, like you feel an elegance to you in a way and being contra flow. It's like it, you got to kind of uphold some kind of elegance. But when you're in touch with the, with the body, it's like, it doesn't give a shit about elegance like you're gonna you're gonna move the way you want to move without without worrying about what other people are thinking or mm. or how you appear really it's more for the body's sake it's that's the kind of like beauty for the sake of beauty like that is just beautiful no matter how it shows up because mm. it exists mm -hmm. yeah that's right well i wouldn't say it's for because of other people it's just like like the uh earthiness it feels very disturbing so it's like i want to escape escape it to the heavens all the time mm. mm -hmm. but like nothing feels so good as being present in the body and in in the self press and in in the cut center <laughs> mm -hmm. so um yeah th that dream really highlighted the process of like Nature is really wanting to like move through me, but I'm so scared of it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I wasn't scared of it in in New York. It, that's where I felt that whenever I move with nature, that's when I'm protected because nature is kind of everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot has happened. <laughs> <laughs> And it's something important, especially, you know, when we've just even when we started this, um, our last episode <laughs> is the one that we started of just like, we're all kind of at this unsure, sort of scared, sort of like, 
messy place of how do you actually connect to your body and what does that look like? What does it feel like? What will it do? Um, and I think too, like dreams can definitely reflect what's going on and where that life force is trying to move and what it's trying to awaken in you and stuff like that. But also I think with body stuff, it'll probably be very subtle changes like throughout. I've just even noticed in myself, like that there are such subtle changes that you'll notice. But if you notice them too throughout your day, like that's a good way to know that you're moving towards changing things and whatever. But I don't think it'll be like these, um, like I think we've all had our own super shake, like shake up experience of our connection to our bodies and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, like as we start to process our own, you know, experiences the changes will be very subtle but then they'll kind of build into a better or or more full understanding of it does that make sense mm. Mm -hmm. so even with your huge experience in this dream um kind of highlighting what you're feeling and and what this connection to your nature and nature itself means to you like it'll be interesting throughout the next couple of days and weeks like if you notice subtle changes or or things that you can incorporate in your life now that you're you're back home um rather than losing it you know mm. yeah i um i'm kind of worried about losing it but like um well what i noticed that this kind of sitting still meditation is not really doing it so mm -hmm. uh, what you suggested about this kind of embodied movement it's like closing your eyes and then moving how the body wants to move that's like way more helpful right now um and also um thinking what kind of tangible symbols i could have to remind me like the like um I was wearing this like very big blue necklace in New New York when I was feeling very embodied. So like I was thinking that could ser serve as some kind of totem and probably gonna build a shrine or an altar or two or something like like this kind of mini thing. Mm -hmm. Just like have like a reminder of it. Yeah, and that's what I even mentioned about. I th I wonder if if body center stuff is gonna be more ritualistic. Because mm -hmm. like the the place you do a ritual is a container and like it is signaling to your body like I am acknowledging this thing. Um, so even if it doesn't make a lot of intellectual sense, it is it's the signal. It's the the relationship you develop in some kind of ritual or some kind of container that like I am present with what's happening inside of me like or or I'm asking what's happening inside of me to to come and play a part because the ego can't really make sense of it. It's mm. at least in the moment you can't, but that's when the subtle changes can, can occur. Mm. Mm. But yeah, the movement I think is important is just kind of like doing things for the body's sake. Like what is, what does the body want to communicate? And sometimes images will come up too, 
um, when I when I do stuff like that, I do have images come up, and I have no idea what they are, but. Mm. like writing them down drawing them something like putting the idea of form and body like a lot of creative acts are are your relationship with your body it's putting form to something that wants to be communicated or whatever that makes sense Mm. too it's so hard to talk about body stuff because it's like it's pre-verbal it's like (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot lot of this kind of moment to moment like regulation and whatever mm. like if if there's like a minor annoyance i do like a <laughs> sound or like i just growl just because it <laughs> makes me feel better about it <laughs> like yeah yeah i i noticed um there's been things i've been listening to and um different experiences that i've had or stories i've heard where um like getting into more of like a an Im- kind of like embodied ritual where you're moving and maybe like you're imagining something or whatever um that people they can they can get into a more animalistic mode like there was this one story of this guy like howling like he was just it was it was like this weird kind of energy or people scream or people cry or whatever like there's so many things to release that is that seems more primal because we're mm. kind of just used to when we experience something we just like intellectualize it and then it's like okay let's play with that mental toy for a bit um rather than just kind of like letting things out in a chaotic and, and it's like what you're saying in the beginning of of what you were talking about like taking up space and i think for nines <laughs> it's really hard to do because <laughs> you're like yeah built in the system of like I can't move I can't be too loud I can't whatever like it's all these limitations that just yeah letting it out yeah I I came back to my life here and like the ways I have been limiting myself I felt kind of so infantilized by it like I'm mm. infantilizing myself by like by withdrawing my movement and and withdrawing from taking space. Mm, that's so yeah. important. Mm. I could also talk about the, the our the dreams that like me and you and me had but that were very similar, where the centers were like scrambled. Okay, yeah, we can we can talk about that. Yeah, those were good dreams actually to illustrate what we're talking about. Mm. So what happened? It dreamed that I was with my childhood family and two people came. They made me like, they gave me like some kind of test paper or thing. And I I felt conned or scammed by them. I got so angry and I tried to tell my family and everyone that like, how, how would you let this inside our house? Like just just through our boundaries how would you like do that and in the dream my mom was yelling back at me for being angry and everyone was saying me I shouldn't be angry and I'm so mean to everyone um and then I was with my with my current friends like first first it was with, with like a childhood environment then it was with nowadays environment and I was on a call with some friends and they were talking about their pain and I said something like very mean to them, just disregarded their pain. 
Then everyone fell silent for a minute and I just hung up. And um, so Sammy had a very similar dream. There was the mm-hmm. theme that uh, someone made you take a test and yeah. you felt betrayed by it. Mm-hmm. It was actually, yeah. So it was the three of us were there together and we mm-hmm. were given a test. And I felt that the questions on the test all related to subjects that I struggled with or felt insecure about. And yeah, it was the same stuff. I felt like the test was unfair. And I remember like in that dream, all of the feelings of shame that I'd felt as a child for feeling dumb or stupid was coming back. And, you know, there were times where I didn't answer questions on the test or I ripped parts of the test off to not answer it. Um, Mm. And then eventually I I blew up. I, I went off on the person who administered the tests to us and I walked away. Um, and then eventually I, I came back, but it just, the anger I felt in that moment, um, like the combination of anger and shame just got rolled up into one and it just came out in this big body explosion. Um, mm. You know, I, I wasn't really communicating properly. You know, I'm like doing these gestures of either not answering or ripping things, like just. Just pure body impulse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like no mm. words, just anger. And, and even the shame, which like we typically associate with the heart was just, it was a body sensation that made me feel small, um, mm. which was the catalyst for the, the anger coming out so strongly. Um, mm. The associations yeah. with tests and like that feeling like an IQ test and um, how angry that made me. It, there was like no real resolution either. I, I remember like there was like a bit of a misunderstanding, but even then we all just walked away angry and frustrated, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think the test was meant to say how like our um, body center is wanting to to the mental center stuff. There's no evaluation. There's no reasoning, no comparison, mm-hmm. no thinking of the options. It's just like, no, my my boundary, my my rage, I'm going to like be impulsive and, and act out and like just do this body impulse thing. And <clears throat> also same same with the heart center. We We don't express what's important to us, what we value. We are not um, behaving what's like consistent to to our to our identity, how we want to be uh, as a person. It's just like it's suffocated. The emotional center is suffocated with with rage and all this kind of hostility and betrayal and and frustration uh, that the body center is like trying to grasp. So like, yeah, it, it's interesting how without knowing we had almost like like a very similar dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> around the mm-hmm. same time it was very interesting mm-hmm. so our, our minds are becoming one just so <laughs> you know so yeah 
I was left out. I had like a total left field dream with you when you guys had that. Um, but I mean, I do have a lot where I get really angry. And like, I just had one recently where I got incredibly angry at a moment where I was actually just really hurt. So it like wasn't in touch with the heart at all. It was just straight up like I, I'm in pain, so I want to cause pain kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there is gonna be a lot of that kind of and anger too. Yeah, we should probably do a whole thing about anger with the body yeah. center and and that showing up in dreams because I feel like that's gonna be pretty mm-hmm. important. Cause then mm-hmm. like what because anger is like not a bad thing. Like anger does tell you something, but it's what you do with that and and when it comes up. I'd I'd like to probably look into that a lot. Yeah, for sure. That's a very good point. Like in in me and Sammy's dream, there was this like uh, boundaries or autonomy or whatever had been invaded when we were children, and and uh, then we just kept feeling that betrayal and being in that like state of our boundaries are invaded and we are still acting it out in a way. Mm-hmm. But the purpose of the uh, body center is to like establish that like physical and energetic boundary for yourself so that the heart center would be like in in a kind of a safe space to mm-hmm. express itself so it wouldn't oh, be suffocated mm-hmm. yeah all this all good. this like rage stuff because um yeah and so this is what david always says that rage is like your it's like their life force that every other type except nines are kind of in touch with and it it's like um the rage tells where you need a boundary and that's where you get the power to uphold that pound boundary and that's the way you individuate like i always say it, it's like the rage boundary individuation pipeline that we <laughs> especially nines want to go to yeah that's really true, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll have to have a whole thing about that. That would be fun. Because I can think of a couple mm-hmm. resources that I'd want to go look at. Too. Yeah, and we should title our episode Rage Boundary Individuation Pipeline. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love that so much. That is so, <laughs> like, that just pins exactly what it represents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do that one next because that, that excites me about it. Yeah, because I think that's the thing. Like, I I think a lot about body movements and like listening to it and having ritual and symbol to kind of just like start to move something within you that isn't so intellectual. Because even with your guys's dreams, like tests and and stuff like like paper, whatever, like it's so intellectual. It's so head center. Like, um, there's a problem. Here's a solution. Or like. I am going to be graded on this thing or this is like this is all that I can give of me and this is what it's going to be judged by and so there's like an internal mental system that is looking at yourself like that too and so it's not including the body and how it's feeling or what it wants to express or like that creative kind of movement whatever and so Mm -hmm. when you're constantly putting that kind of oppressive systematic Thing on yourself then the body just feels so left out and so unexpressed that of course it would come up as anger 
So it's not only just boundaries for other people, but it's also boundaries for yourself in a way um, of not constantly intellectualizing or or systemizing things within yourself because that is not nature. You know, like nature does have systems, but they're so pre-verbal. They're so not at all involving the head. It's just like it's a natural movement towards life. And we are so much like rejecting that we are in life, you know, and we are Mm. that natural movement of something because we just constantly pick at it and are stuck with that picking. So it'd be interesting too to look at like where anger comes up in a good, like in a way that it's like that external boundary, but also when anger comes up for like an internal sort of boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I know for mine too, I often see how much I need to set internal boundaries because it's like, I'm just, you know, a lot of my dreams I've said before are bringing up like responsibilities that I take on. And it was similar in that dream um, that I had where I I was very violent and stuff. It was really showing the responsibility that I then become resentful for. Like I take on the responsibility, but then I'm becoming resentful because it's not really my responsibility (laughs) or I'm like not, not treating myself well enough with the responsibility I take. So it's, you know, that kind of thing we could look at too. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I I would like to do, too, an episode on the container, what it is, what it means. Yeah, what what do we do with that word? Um, Like, we kind of talk about it a little bit. Maybe people that are listening can get kind of get an idea of the body being a container. But, like, I think we should do a deep dive on what that even means. We totally should, yeah. And maybe we could bring up like the the idea of will as well, because mm-hmm. I think that's probably important mm. in the body. Rage, boundary, individuation, pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, we'll call that one that. <laughs> wow. Can I that's can I end can I end with something that comes from the heart that I experienced just like randomly as you guys were talking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's it's weird like I just as you guys were talking I I didn't stop listening to the conversation but I just got hit with an impression so strong that it like briefly removed me and I was like they are such like Kristen and Kaisa are such wise like like the archetype of like the wise old sage and I get to be with them and listen to them like every week or almost every week and I'm so grateful like I have these like like relationships like these are so rare and I get to witness them and and be with them and in that moment I was just like I felt so grateful and so rich with like good energy because of you guys oh thanks Sammy I just yeah, I love you That's guys. All I've ever wanted to hear in my life. I love you too. Happy I'm, gonna, I'm gonna propose marriage next. So yeah. get, get ready for that, sister wives. Yeah. Sister wives. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Sammy. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That 
That's actually feeling my whole being with warmth. Oh, so <laughs> this is all part of my plan to seduce you guys <laughs> it's working it's working, it's working so well. all that work on the sexual instinct it's working <laughs> <laughs> and i ruined it i ruined the heartfelt moment with no toxic no, I'm, I'm i'm kidding <laughs> but, but yeah i just i i felt that and i was like i I want to share this because I just, I felt it so strong. I was like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm with them right now. And I feel so good. Like, this is great. <laughs> That's so interesting because you had this, like, well, you had this process of like, kind of waking up to your body and your boundaries and stuff. And we discussed that previously before the, the recording, but like, and now once you kind of locate your located your body, then your heart kind of blossomed. Mm, mm-hmm. That's really exactly. true. Mm. Yeah, and like, because Kaiser, you said like, um, we don't express what's in our hearts, and that hit me, and I was mm-hmm. like, I need to express this mm-hmm. now that I'm feeling and like sensing my boundaries and and everything. And it's don't when you can. Back. You can feel safe too, because that's the thing mm. that we've been talking about with the body center is like you you do initially need like a, a sense of safety. And if a lot of people probably have experiences where they don't feel that safety that they can actually open up mm-hmm. both within themselves and and with other people. I'm so happy. <laughs> Should I keep that in or no? Yes, yes. keep it in. Okay, keep all right, I'll in. keep that in. <laughs> Oh. <laughs>